Thank you for taking time to study with us today on Drawing Near. If you have any questions or comments about today's study, or spiritual things in general, feel free to contact me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. The Bible teaches that there are two offices in the local church, the office of pastor and the office of deacon. As we saw in our last study, it is good if a man desires to serve as a pastor, but he must be qualified. So what are the qualifications for serving as a pastor? Today on Drawing Near, we will learn what those qualifications are. I encourage you to take your Bible and turn to 1 Timothy chapter 3 as we study qualifications for being a pastor. Before we study, let's go to the Lord together in prayer. Father in heaven, we thank you for your word and how it addresses these issues for us. We don't get to decide what offices there are in the church or who serves in them. You do. And Father, I pray that you would guide us and help us to understand why these things are important and why we should know what these things are. Open our eyes and our hearts to your word. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Let's begin our study today by reading verses 2 and 3 of 1 Timothy chapter 3. In verse 2 it says, An overseer then must be above reproach, the husband of one wife, temperate, prudent, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not addicted to wine or pugnacious, but gentle, peaceable, free from the love of money. The overseer, a pastor, who desires this work must be qualified. That's the essence of this passage. So what are the requirements? First and foremost, it says an overseer then must be, and we have a list, above reproach. That means respectable. When you look at this guy's life, there aren't any glaring imperfections as far as his character goes. You can examine him. He doesn't live foolishly. He doesn't live carelessly or casually. He doesn't fly off the handle. He's above reproach. We have this idea. You find a difficulty in bringing an accusation against this guy. He's somewhat Teflon. Things don't stick. He's above reproach. That speaks volumes about an individual's character. It also speaks volumes about the office. The office is not to be held by just anyone. The person who holds this office must be above reproach. They must be the husband of one wife. Now, this is a huge one for a lot of people because people have trouble interpreting what this means. Literally, in the original Greek, what this says is, they must be a one-woman kind of man. In other words, their eyes don't drift to other women. They are committed to their spouse. They are committed to their wife. They are a one-woman man. Some see this as addressing divorce. In other words, they need to be married to one woman and never get a divorce, etc. I think the qualification regarding home and marriage falls later on. I think this is telling us that the pastor needs to be above reproach, and they need to be a person whose eyes and heart are not attracted by women all around. I think one of the reasons why this qualification is there is a pastor is going to have to work in a congregation, in a community with women, and he needs to be someone who understands 
that he is to be a chaste, godly, sexually moral individual. And we have seen in our society, unfortunately, lots and lots of pastors who are not a one-woman kind of man. It goes on and says that he is to be temperate. That means sober-minded, balanced. In other words, not given to excess. This person doesn't go off the deep end with various addictions or, or with alcohol or even his temper. He is a temperate individual. He's even keeled across the board, and that's not just emotionally, it's not just mentally, but it's also in his behavior. He is to be temperate. He is to be prudent. The word prudent comes from the idea of being prudish, conservative, puritanical. He holds to the highest level of virtue. His standards are extremely high. I take prudent to be in line with the idea that God's word is God's word and we hold to it. It's black and white. God is truth and in him is no lie. God is light and in him is no darkness. The pastor must be prudent. There is a wisdom involved in prudence. There is a clear thinking involved in prudence. There is a level of high standard involved in it as well. They are to look down upon or disdain compromise and sin. They are in light and they detest shades of the darkness. Prudent, respectable, honorable. The individual needs to be somebody who people can look to and respect. They hold this unique, honorable office of pastor or elder overseer, and people need to be able to respect them because people are going to have to honor and follow their teaching and their lifestyle. So they need to live in such a way that people respect how they live. They respect what they say. They don't have these glaring imperfections in their life that detract from them holding up the Word of God. They need to be hospitable. They need to be welcoming of outsiders and of people. They need to be easily accessible. They are not the CEO of a corporation that you can't get a hold of. They need to be hospitable. The idea of being hospitable comes along with the idea of a hospital and sick people, needy people, people who have questions or whatever, need to be able to get to the pastor. He is the chief shepherd, and he needs to be among the flock, and the flock needs to have access to him. And he needs to not be somebody who, by his personality or by the way he behaves, people feel like they can't approach him. Needs to be able to teach. A lot of individuals who aspire to the office of overseer or pastor have a lot of these qualifications or are growing in these qualifications. But when it comes right down to standing in front of a class or standing in front of a church, they can't teach. People can't follow what they say. There's no order to what they say. There's nothing that has people listening to what they say. If people had to listen to them week in and week out, the church would empty out, not because they're not entertaining, but they simply cannot teach. And it doesn't take a genius to know when a person can teach or a person can't teach any more than it takes a genius to know when a person can sing or a person can play a piano or when they cannot. If you have the ability, you have the ability. Now, some people have the ability and it just simply needs to be developed. That's the truth with all of these qualifications. 
We are not born a person above reproach. We have to grow in our spiritual maturity to meet these qualifications. And so some of these qualifications are more critical in the beginning than others, but all of these qualifications need to be present in some form as a young pastor, a young minister, begins to take the office of overseer and begin to grow. We literally see this in this letter. Paul is directing Timothy. In another letter, he directs Titus in what they are to do, what they are to teach, how they are to behave, how they are to handle themselves. He is teaching young men. The young men are qualified, but they're not perfectly qualified yet. There's maturity and experience that needs to come along with the office. That's verse 2. An overseer must be above reproach, the husband of one wife, temperate, prudent, respectable, hospitable, able to teach. These are huge qualifications. They don't seem to be that great when you simply read them. But when you start picking apart a life and asking these questions, are they above reproach? Are they a one-woman kind of man? Are they sober-minded, temperate? Are they prudent, respectable? Are they hospitable? Are they able to teach? These are huge qualifications. Now, we need to know something. These are not simply the qualifications for a pastor or elder. Every Christian needs to live up to these qualifications. But a pastor or elder needs to be qualified in this way. And there are more. And we'll see that in our next podcast. Father in heaven, we thank you for your grace and mercy that enables some people to be qualified. And certainly no one is perfectly qualified. We thank you for your patience and long-suffering toward us that you enable imperfect vessels to be used for your glory. But we need to be careful just how imperfect they are. So I pray, Father, that you give the church wisdom and that you continue to call out godly leaders for your church. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.